death. Believe that pump. You ain't got no business in the ring with me. I'm telling you right now, this fight is the same fight I saw with Father Morello when I was at the St. Alvarez's Church when I was 13 well, guys, years old. Oh. And to help call the action on this historic night yeah. is none other than, you ready, Chris? Yeah. Academy Award winning. That's right. 3-6 Mafia. That's right. Juicy J and DJ Paul. These are two gentlemen who are adults already. They should have jobs, they should have some sort of career goals, yet uh, they don't. In a TLC match, tables, ladders, and cervezas. Hello there, folks. Welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling Society X Episode 3. I am your host, Sam DiMaggio, and this week I am joined by former guest on the Wazine cast, Trailer Park Boy, uh, Dan Rice. Dan, how are you doing? Doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. Um, Been a busy fucking week, so I'm happy to be podcasting with you. Yeah, I was glad we made this happen. It, you know, you asked me two weeks ago, and it seems like you asked me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. When I started the show, you essentially said, "Hey, I'm down for whenever um Filth and Fury pop up, and they pop up in episode three, which we're going to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about WS Extra. Um. But that's how we got here. This is that's the the very short journey. Um, to episode three here. Um, and we're kind of just going to get into it. Um, just so everyone knows, this is kind of what Dan, uh, let me know is this is pretty much available on YouTube for the most part. Um, and they, whoever put them together, put it together real nice. Um, where it goes, the extra episode and then the actual episode, um, back to back. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. WS Extra longer than the real show? From an episode perspective? From a yeah. time length perspective? Well, from an episode. Like, it, I think Extra is like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the show is like 19, which is which is interesting. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the main episodes are like, okay, so we got a musical guest. So we're going to trim the oh, wrestling back. I didn't, I didn't have that part. That's cut out. So that's part of the episode. Yes, yes. Okay. So in reality, we're not watching the musical aspects because the DVD rip from the extreme turns does not have that. Um, I'm assuming there's a licensing issue with getting the the bands to sign off on with the illustrious Big Vision Entertainment um, to let them put those acts from TV on the DVDs. Um, shame on them is what I say. I should have known that because Sparta did such an amazing job on commentary. Oh I my! I forgot about them. Oh my god! They are. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. <laughs> but my goodness, legends in the making. Um, Shivani, move the fuck over. Um, but WX Extra Two, the second one, like you said, this is gonna be longer. Um, from a like wrestling content perspective than the actual episode itself um we, we start with a recap of the vampiro uh six pack match um how'd you feel about this like 
you you don't you don't have the previous episode. I'm assuming you did not watch the actual match. How do you feel about getting just mm, the the morsels of the first oh, ever? It's WS- perfect, but it looked really great, and I can't imagine it was really great. Um, no, it was spectacular. You know, okay. it is much better than you would think it would be for Vampiro and Six Pac. Um, it feels very much like a match uh, someone could have had in um, NWO versus the World. Because the recap is really good to the point where I'm like, if I didn't know who these two guys were and where they were in this point in time, I would go check this out. Oh, yeah. This beautiful thing about WSX is that they just trim literally everything so it's just the sick moves. Um, and that really works for Vampiro and Sixpack, who are not the uh, – not spring chickens. <laughs> and they can just do – okay, we're going to do about 10 spots between both of us, and that's going to be a a five-minute match for TV, but that'll still be the longest match ever in WSX um, TV history. Um, yeah, that's... that They did put that little highlight package together. Um, and then we get a beautiful um, follow-up to the uh, Trailer Park Boys with a Z um, video from the last episode, episode two. Um where Johnny Webb likes needs to explain to the people WSX they they arranged this to create this anti-trailer park propaganda um, for his family, and he's thinking about just packing up and going elsewhere. Um, and then he mentions yeah. the match. I'm sitting here in front of my trailer right now, and I feel everything that he's saying. He's speaking truth to power. It's just, yeah, it's just he's speaking truth. It's just the real facts. Um, MTV, um, a bunch of coastal elite <laughs> bastards. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I will say this, like, right off the bat, like, they're like they're pushing tag teams. They're like, here's a tag team division. Here's two tag teams. They're going to wrestle. And then, like, spoiler alert, the winner's going to wrestle on the main show. I'd like to believe there's some thought process in that, but... I mean, it sounds like there is, though. I don't know if there is, but it feels like there is. It, you know, you can work backwards into it making sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's what they've done here. Um, but here he's saying, okay, and we're going to go against D-I-F-H later tonight. Um, Fabian Killian here. He sounded harsh this episode. So they're putting him right from ring announcing to doing that work, right? Because he, yeah, I'm he guessing. A time talking. I'm guessing. Yeah, this is not his best work. Um, it sounds like his vocal cords have been through um, a marathon, which they very well might have. Um, but next we get the actual match: Trailer Park Boys, um, Nate Webb, Josh Raymond versus. D-I-F-H. I looked it up. I don't feel like I figured out what this stands for still. So if you know, let me know. And that's Tyler Black. Um, who is... Now you're saying you don't know what it stands for? I don't know what it stands for. I, in my head, said do it for her. Uh, I just made that up, I think. That might make sense. I could but see once that. once you said that, I was like, did they say that in the show? Or did I just make it up? I don't know. I don't... I didn't hear it said. I was assuming they would bring it up during the entrance, but nah. Yeah. Did you hear where they're hailing from? No. The dark side of a broken heart. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, you got Tyler Black and Jimmy Jacobs. Um, 
their the mix on this music is a weird one. Um, it's something I would have listened to in high school because I was just a um, real prick. Um, some pop punk stuff, which fits the vibe. Um, they want you to know very much during this match commentary. Um, the girls are very horny for DIFH. Um, they will let you know multiple times during this match that they're going wild for them. Um, for whatever that's worth. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this match? I'm not going to break it down bit by bit, but well, right off the bat, you introduced me as a trailer park boy and I do sit here in front of a trailer with, you know, 20 odd animals running around, but 2007, whenever this aired, I was definitely full fledged in my emo phase. and would have loved Jimmy Jacob and Tyler Black. As a grown man, I despised everything they did. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, they were really pushing that the women were into them, and then it's like the w- the WSX crowd is very weird in that they're either overly exuberant, like clearly like playing a part, or there's nothing. You've got two speeds here with yeah. the crowd. Um... So I don't know that I really got that from the crowd. And it's also weird because the main event of the show of the show is based around a wrestler loving women in the crowd. Yeah. There's lots of love in the air in WSX. So Um, it's like, they only have a few ideas and they're just going to really use them. Exactly. Exactly. We're power dynamics between performers and the audience. Um, probably wouldn't play well. 2020. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I enjoyed this for the most part because the trailer park boys own. Oh yeah. Uh, I also thought I was like really dreading seeing Tyler black in like 2020 eyes. I thought he looked fine. I thought his strike looked surprisingly good. The running moonsault was fun. That's the beauty of WSX baby. This is just pure. Hey, we're going to keep moving. We're not going to stop. It's going to be a fairly short experience all around. Um, Plus it's a tag team match. So then cut the potential for bullshit in half there. Yeah. Um, so it's fine. It's fine. I don't know if anyone's going to say, hey, yo, definitely need the Australia Park Boys versus DIFH match from WSX out. But, um, man, Josh Raymond looks sick in everything I see him in um, in this promotion. So that doesn't amount to much. In the real world, obviously, but... Um, well, like you said, if it was actually building to something, it would be great. But it does seem like they got something with the trailer park boys. Like, it works. They get the win. All right. And there we go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I do find it, and we'll we'll get to this, I guess, in a bit, um, that they let um, Nate hit Solent Green in this match um, for the finish. Um so taking it from like a e awful awful position to which is probably the wrong terminology here to uh, a DDT, um, which is just a move that owns very very much so. Um, but you don't get to see that during the main show. But on WSS or the online show, you get the sickest of moves, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, DIFH has a weird dynamic. Um, similar to what we're going to see with Chaos and Aguilar, where Jimmy Jacobs just constantly distracted, um, anti-violence-ish, 
Um, and Tyler Black, very violent forward, um, and will push his partner out of the way to inflict violence. Um, an odd couple, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't love that, but that's yeah, the- I don't love the I don't love the anti-violence and wrestling thing. I don't really know. Even Jimmy Jacobs, who I love, I don't, I don't really, I didn't see it. I don't, it didn't, didn't lead to anything. It felt, which is crazy. I hate saying this, like a poorly done version of what they do in the main show, main event. Yeah. Like yeah. I think I just said that Aaron Aguilar did something better than Jimmy Jacobs, but that's that's what it felt like. Yeah, he's the muscle, um, yeah. the real star of the promotion so far. Um, <laughs> but that's that. Um, anything else you want to add in here? Um, again, doesn't lead to really a whole bunch other than Trailer Park Boards is going to appear on the main show that we're going to discuss in a bit. No, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, all right, next up we got Matt Classic versus Matt Seidel with Lizzie Valentine. Um, another match where the commentary now, instead of letting you know the ladies are horny, they want to know, you know, <laughs> they're horny for Lizzie Valentine, um, in a dress that would maybe get someone in trouble in high school. Um, but yeah, that's not, that's, int- that's weird. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of the battle of the mats. Oh, it is it's a Matt versus Matt. Uh, I mean, the commentary didn't seem that different than, like, 2020 JR. No. No, I guess not when you say it like that. Um, yeah, it's whatever. Um, this match is also whatever. Um, Matt Classic is a character that is maybe not for me. Um... Well, they spend, they, like, they, I don't remember, it was right before this match, the beginning of WS Extra, they pump up Matt Classic, they talk about Matt Classic, they have a Matt Classic match, and then Matt Seidel gets the win. So even if he was for me, I don't know what they wanted to accomplish with this match. Um, not a whole bunch, not a whole bunch. Um, Matt Seidel gets another, another chance to show out. Um, he does some cool stuff. Um... He was about to get tossed out of the off the top turnbuckle. Um, he reverses it into a head scissors, which is pretty rad. Um, and then he jumps up from behind one point into an electric chair position, and then rolls through for a takedown. Um, he does some interesting stuff here. Um, I don't think it really amounts to a whole bunch in the end, but um, after the Jack Evans match in episode one, where it's just whew, three minutes of spot 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 could literally edit out any downtime um to see what he can do without that kind of pacing um it's still not that bad i think uh Seidel proved that probably he was born to be a, a tv wrestler not a main event attraction if anything else um no that was exactly my thought is i'm watching that it was like matt Seidel is perfect for tv he's perfect for three to seven minutes like i he's got a lot he's got a lot of impressive spots and if you can work him into a match you know he comes out looking good i think my least favorite of the match is when uh classic kits what the announcers call the abdomen claw and i would much prefer it be called the colon clutch um <laughs> but that's i think that's probably about it like there's nothing nothing i am upset about here but nothing i'm gonna say hey wow what a showing 
um, from the mats. Um, anything else to add here? No, like I said, I, I think Matt Seidel, he looks good. Like if I was making an MTV wrestling in 2007, I hire Matt Seidel. As the kids say, looks good getting off the bus. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get a video, um, of chaos being real ticked off with Aguilar, um, about how he keeps letting him down, keeps getting distracted, keeps getting hurt, going as far to say, get tossed through a table, that shit hurts. Um, and eventually what we get to here is they're setting up a TLC match. Tables, ladders, and cervezas. Um, Incredible. This is the peak of professional wrestling in some form or fashion um, from a match standpoint. Um, TNA wish they could come up with a gimmick that good. Now, what do you think the budget for the set design was? Whatever they got going on back there. Because it was definitely like a tiki bar that I had at like a high school graduation party or something. Yeah. Like at the party party city, they went and they grabbed it and they're like, we got to make it look like they're hanging out, drinking cervezas, arguing about the ladies. Yeah, I'm not, were they trying to give you the impression they were somewhere else besides hanging out in the locker room bar of some sort? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know there was a locker room bar. But... In WSX, spare no expense. <laughs> um. But yeah, we got a TLC match coming up. That's what we got to be excited for for this actual episode of MTV's Finest. WSX episode three. Are you ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I actually think uh, Jesus uh, does a really good job here. I mean, it's over the top. It's ridiculous, but it's, you know, it's WSX. I think it works, and I'm excited for TLC. Yeah, his suit is also so huge. He's a big man, oh, but yeah. that suit is just ginormous. <laughs> um, looks like he walked out of a video game. It's great. Um, episode three. We're going to start off with a vampire promo as he's sitting in front of his candles, his comically large skull that resembles no human anatomy, um, and saying he's going to—he's willing to sacrifice his soul for the WSX World Championship. Um, and then I am not sure if he is pouring blood or if he's throwing chicken bones or what he's doing here. Um, how are we feeling about this just classic Vampiro promo? Uh, the biggest compliment I can say is it was way shorter than Bray Wyatt's stuff. Thank you, WSX. Bray Wyatt and WSX. Oh, gosh. It might work. It might work. It would be much better if he couldn't go longer than... Um, a minute at a time for a match or a backstage segment. And Vampiro, he's booking this, right? Yeah, he's part. Okay. He's part of the booking committee, if nothing else. Okay. okay. Um. But all right, now we're gonna get to it. Why you're here? This is why we're here. Yeah, this is it. Trailer um, Park Boys versus the Filth and the Fury. This is it. This is the one. Um. What draws you to Filth and Fury? Well, uh, it's been 25 years living in Cleveland, Ohio. So I've seen Matt Cross wrestle, I don't know, 2,000 times. Who, who could know? And then Teddy Hart, I mean, 
it's not good to say now because he's obviously a terrible human being. I was the biggest Teddy Hartmark in the world. I had an H2 wrestling fan site for a promotion that never had a, a show. Like anything Teddy Hart did, I was about. Yeah, I would have fought CM Punk on site. That's I, that's where I was. I was a Teddy Hart guy. Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. Disclaimer, of course, here for Teddy Hart, who is a uh, a very bad person. Um. Potentially has kidnapped someone. Um. Difficult to kind of talk about sometimes for me. Um. But I'm here for the Trailer Park Boys, if nothing else. Um, plus, we got some live wire to talk about, so it's hard to work around that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is two of the more exciting teams in the division outside of, I think, Team Dragon Gate. So, here we go. Um, this, what I noticed when I was typing up the notes of Extra versus the actual episode is that there is just no downtime on TV. Like... I cannot sputter out a sentence in my notes before I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to pause here, rewind, kind of make sure I've typed that up before we get moving here. Um, it just moves so fast. Um, it doesn't help these four are ridiculously quick individuals. Well, there's a part, there's a part where Teddy Hart takes a, like, it looks like he's going to take a cop killer, but he takes a backbreaker. And I wrote that down. And then the next thing I wrote down is, Teddy Hart electrocutes Nate Webb, and I thought that can't be right. Something we missed something here, but we, we didn't miss anything. There's nothing in between there. Nope, there's not. <laughs> um, there's a, a the quickest of double stomps from Matt Cross onto yep. to Raymond, um, but then it's cut to Teddy Hart sticking a live wire into the gut of Nate Webb. Um, then Which is somehow the setup for him to do a spiral tap through the table like electrocuting a man is the setup and it's good because he does it twice because first it's just the boom stick him then it's douse him with water instead of the patented gasoline the for setting someone on fire a table on fire you douse him in water then stab him again with live wire and then hit that spiral tap from the rafters through the table (laughs) what the hell um, the commentary call it, calls it open heart surgery. Um, match ends when Cross hits a shooting star press. Shooting star leg drop. Oh, I don't know why I said that. Correct. Because I thought it was noteworthy that when they come out, it says their signature maneuver is like I guess both of their signature maneuvers, Heart and Cross, is the shooting star press. Each of them hit three different top rope moves. Neither of none of them are shooting star presses. It's just saying that Trey Parker boys, they didn't need their real finisher here. Um, this is some classic all Japan professional wrestling here. Um, you show that someone's beneath you by not using your <laughs> finisher. Um, that's that's psychology right there. Um, at one point, um, man, you think Spart that guy from Sparta has ever seen a Von Eric match? The Texas Wrestling Federation. Yeah, the Texas <laughs> Wrestling Federation. That's what I got down to. Good. Um, yeah. Why did they make them do this? Like, two guys have never wanted to speak less on camera. Yeah. And they very much... Ooh, there's about a, a, a 1% chance they've watched any wrestling in their life. 
Um, I don't know their names, but Sparta number two, the guy that talks less, definitely says under 10 words in the episode. It's mm. Some of this commentary on this entire series, not great. Not great. They just, like, hey, we had to do, we were doing a gig, and then they made us talk about wrestling. We didn't want to be here. Um, I can get, I can see how that sounds good, sitting around a table, thinking of ideas, and like, oh, and then the band comes down and does commentary. Yeah. But then, but then you hear this, how you go, okay, no, let's not ever do that again. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He claimed the he claimed the filth and the fury were reminiscent of Bret Hart matches, I believe. Yes, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, because Teddy is a heart. That's a Bret Hart match. Um, not everyone can be Zach. Uh, Zach Wild. Yep. But there we go. That's. Having said all this, I love it. It's three minutes long. Everyone should watch it. Um. It is bananas. Can't confirm. And then we do get the video that we just watched from WS yes. Extra. Get to watch it a second time. Um, you gotta you gotta type it all up again. Um, the chaos and other table of letters faces. You know how it feels. Um, let's lead to Al Amre Blanco. I'm gonna ooh, and Mascarado versus Jack Evans. Um. El Amre is PWG's Quicksilver. Um, and that name translates to the masked white man. <laughs> um, good name all around there. Um, I've watched no Quicksilver in my life, which might be a blemish on my wrestling track record. How about you? What's your, what's uh, your opinion on Quicksilver here? I mean, I know that I've watched a fair amount of Quicksilver Scorpio Sky matches. I can't think of what their Aerial Express might have been their name in uh, early PWG. Yeah. And I just have no opinion on them. I mean, I just feel like it all early PWG in my mind kind of blends together. Uh, I liked at the time. I'm sure that I would like it much less if I tried to watch it now. Uh, I remember they beat maybe Super Dragon and B-Boy for the tag titles. In you know, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, whatever it was, I remember liking it at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he was made for WSX. There was a lot of wrestlers on the Indies that are. He was not. I don't think he moves a little slower. He doesn't have as many cool spots. I think he does some good stuff, but um, not the pace nor the just stupidity of anyone else in this promotion so far. Um, it feels like someone that would, hey, if you give him five, ten minutes to actually have a match, maybe it'll be good. Um, but in WSX, when you're trying to put together that sick-ass highlight reel, I don't know if he's got the goods, necessarily. Yeah, it was, it was a match two minutes long, and it felt like they didn't either give him more or give him less. Because if they gave him nothing, I think it honestly would have been better for him. Yeah. There's just two minutes of Jack. Yeah. Jack's got the stuff. He's got all the tricks. Let him just bust everything out. Everyone will go home happy. Um, but not quite. So, I don't really have a whole lot to say here. It's very short. Not a whole lot happens. Um, which feels like one of the last things you can say about a WSX match is not a whole lot happens. Um, 
since every match feels like everything happens all the time. Um, so, I mean, if you told me I was going to watch five WSX matches and one of them was a Jack Evans showcase and it would be the worst match of the bunch, I don't know if I would have believed you, but I, I think it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, we move on to, um, weirdly enough, a pretty much a Matt classic um, vignette here where the commentators kind of um, do some, we got some reels of old wrestlers portraits and then boom matte classic highlights black and white i don't think it's a particularly great thing um we've seen so a few of these now throughout the past few episodes um and i think when you got the trailer park boys one that really i think nailed it more than any of these even if you got the the three the two second new jack and chris hammock thing from uh episode one um better than this better than this um, they do like they do note that Matt Classic has woken up from a coma after four years as he was laying there in his mask and tights. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me. And then the Matt Classic thing is so weird because they just had Seidel beat him. And just scrolling through cage match real fast to prepare for this episode, this roster that has to fill 20 minutes of TV time is gigantic. And so you're going to choose to really focus on Matt Classic. It's, it's a strange choice. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole bunch of sense once you get down to it. But that is, again, a thing that happens. So we're going to move on to who? The main event. The main event. It's Luke Hawks and Alcatraz 2Zs versus Chaos and Aguilar. Tables, ladders, and Cerezas. Wow, they Fabian lets you know that Chaos and Aguilar love the mommies. <laughs> I, what, yeah, what, what not, nothing there? is subtle in this in this company. Yeah, no, everything's hundred and ten percent. Um, what do you think about the cornerstone of the WSX gimmick matches? I was so excited. I was so excited for this match. Like, this is not ironic. Like, I was excited watching WSX. I was like, TLC, this is going to be great. How do you not break a single bottle over someone's head? It's the obvious move. It's the move that pretty much the match should build around. It's the first thing I, I pictured. I was like, oh, Chaos is getting the bottle smashed over his head. Guaranteed. It's WSX, so you almost imagine that someone's going to get try to get st- stabbed by a bottle. Yeah, I, I could have saw that too. Someone getting smashed and then carved open with it. Nothing. The, the finish is like the weird face crusher on the bottle, and that's it. Yeah, which theoretically does break bottles, but not in the way you want. No. no. Um, you want glass to potentially uh, skewer someone in the eye in the crowd. Um, you don't get that. You don't get that. Um, this match is okay, I would say. It's better than the Jack Evans match. Um I enjoy as much as the Trailer Park Boys match. Um, either one. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more chaos in a TLC match. Um, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of uh, Aaron playing to the crowd. Um, and then you didn't get any bottles. Like, I know, like, I, I hate it because the match was fine. It was actually, it was like five minute, a five minute TLC match. I mean, it was fun. The uh, cutoff at the very beginning where they go for the baseball slides and get smacked with the ladder. I really like that. But just, I didn't, I didn't get 
what I was waiting for. So then the whole match felt flat because of that. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, Alcatraz tries to do an old school into a <laughs> DDT and gets yeah. caught, does not touch the ground, and gets suplexed by Aguilar into a ladder. And that was dope. Um, though I would have loved to have seen the tornado DDT coming off the old school. Because um, it looked like, hey, Alcatraz is a big um, big old man. That would be, that'd be sick. Um, but then they turn it into a suplex, which was also... A fun little thing. Um, at one point, they called out Chaos and a Gonzo bomb, which is just wrong. <laughs> that wasn't it. Um, it got me. It got me to rewind on YouTube. I was like, mm, I don't think, I don't think I, I saw what you think you saw. Um, man, but like the whole match is the is what the entire build up of this match was, which was Aguilar and Chaos being at each other's throats and being on, on the same page, and Aguilar playing to a very specific woman in the crowd is, I think, um, as they kept cutting to her. And then it, like, like, there was no end to there. There was no, like, culmination of that through line of Aguilar being a real piece of garbage for his partner, um, except he's still a piece of garbage and the thing that you would expect to happen because it's happened every single other event that has involved those two um, has led to. Like, every time Aguilar tries to help Chaos, Chaos gets hurt. Um, lo and behold, they work a match that is now based around that entire concept. Why? There's no change to anything. The same, we came in, we left, everything's the same. Um, I don't, I don't quite get it. Yeah, there was a lot, like, I expected some storyline progression, I expected, I don't know, chaos to turn on him or Aaron to turn on chaos or something to happen and like I said nothing ha- like it's it's basically the skit takes place again they have a very very fast TLC match which is fine and then the two announcers eat subway and it's over okay that's where I, that was gonna be my final question here oh sorry. um no 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 was that subway was that clear oh. to you could you tell from that packaging because it's clearly product placement 100% of the way um, they even say, ooh, these subs, delicious. That's the last thing you see. Vampiro episode one, episode two, with the WSX championship, gets less time holding up the belt than these two commentators get eating their sandwiches um, to end this episode. But I don't see what the packaging is. Like, Is it a Quiznos? Well, once you said that, made me doubt everything i just think i assumed it was subway yeah and if it wasn't then shame on whoever i say bad product this. placement then we don't if we don't know it's they're not doing their job yeah and subway wins subway but i could be wrong but again everything i mean i guess that's the show, the show i'm keeping surprised by it but it's like face crusher on the beer bottles seven seconds later i'm looking at someone eating a sub and going yum 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 and then the show off like that that's it that's it. So that's it. That's the show. Um, it's really beautiful. WSX has a tremendous way to end episodes. Um, as before you know it, it's over. Um, it's like one of those episodes of live wrestling where they're like rushing to get to the finish because they were over time or slash they're about to get cut off the air. Um, but this isn't a pre-edited show. They don't have to worry about that. They shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, I want 
a version of these episodes where it's just what it was cut out. Oh God. What does that look like? What, <laughs> how long is that um, from beginning to end? No, you're right. It is very fast. And then I didn't even think about that. It's pre-taped. This is all by choice. Yes. Like they could have not had the Matt classic video and then gave the end of the main event just any time the brief before going straight to guys eating subs. But no. Yeah. It's not even like they don't need to make the match itself longer. Like the folk, these four did not need to have a longer match in reality because the match they had in reality is probably five to ten minutes longer than what we saw. Um, just based on, I'm assuming Trailer Park Boys versus DIFH is probably an actually the similar length of um, Trailer Park Boys versus Filth and the Fury if they didn't cut out anything from those matches. It's a weird promotion. Um, they do some weird I'm, I'm biased because I've professed my love for the Trailer Park Boys and for Filth and the Fury, but it's like, why wouldn't you want to end with that? Why do you see the ending of the TLC match and go, that's it. There we go. Wrap it up. Final product. Yeah. And put a bow on it. Because it's all, you can edit all of it. You could say, you know what? We're going to introduce our new team at the very end. Good guys win. I guess they're the good guys. They electrocuted somebody. I don't know. Who, who knows? Who knows who the good people are in this situation? Um, but that's episode three. That's episode three. That's WSX two. How we feeling? How we feeling about the state of WSX after after this episode? These episodes. Um, I haven't watched it since, like, it immediately aired. I know I watched most of it when it was on MTV. Like, I remember recording it and watching it. And I'm definitely going to try to watch some of the other stuff on YouTube because, like, like I said, it's so fast. Like, I could watch it all tonight and not stay up that late. Yeah, it is a quick watch, if nothing else. Um, that's it. That's that's the show. Those are the episodes. This is how it goes. WSX continues to be the most efficient professional wrestling promotion that has ever existed. Um, any final thoughts? Um, and or plugs. Uh, I'm just like a normal boring guy, so I got nothing to plug. I guess everyone go watch WSX and... Listen to whatever Sam puts out. I love that because then I don't have to do anything. Um, you can follow Dan at Dan underscore Rice 88. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. Um, listen to all the shows on the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network. We may or may not be having more shows um, overall coming out. In the next month or so, I know I've got some things in the pipeline as well for, obviously, duh, we don't know wrestling, Society of the X, as well as some other stuff. Um, so, yeah, thanks all for listening, and Dan, thanks for being on. Thanks a lot, man.